Genesis chapter 1. I will meet you at verse 24. Genesis chapter 1. Verse number 24. We had read in our hearings verse 24 through 31, but just for emphasis sake, I want to read verses 24 through 26 or 27. The Bible says, and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind. Let me hear you say God said. God he says, and cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. Verse 25. And God made. Let me hear you say God made. God made. I want you to keep that in mind. Not man, but God. God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw, let me hear you say God saw, that it was good. Verse 26, and God said, let me hear you say God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created. Let me hear you say God created. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. And Male and female created he them. One more verse. And God blessed. Let me hear you say God blessed. God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. You may be seated in the presence of almighty God. I want to start my lesson this way. I want you to look at somebody and tell them it's all about God. Now, I want you to look at somebody and don't be scared and tell them it ain't about you, boo. I want to talk to you from the subject today. I want to talk to you from the subject today. Matters of the family. Matters of the family. You really don't know how much family matters until you experience matters of the family. I think I'm preaching already. You see, don't sit here today with your sanctified halos on and with your Sunday meeting going to church clothes on and act like you don't understand matters of the family. Because if truth be told, Tyrone, all of us have some matters, mess ups, mishaps. Yeah, girlfriend, I'm talking to you. Messy stuff in our family. Blow ups and blow outs. Disappointments and disasters. I'm trying to tell you, all of us uh, have some matters of the family. When we look at the acronym family, F is the fiber 
that's woven into humanity. A is the altitude that measures the paternal character of God. M is the moral concept of the master. I displays the intense passion of God. L embodies the idea of the eternal love of God. Y portrays the yearning of God for unity among his creation. I come to tell you that family matters, especially when you got matters of the family. In order for family to exist in harmony, it must be formed by God's order. I think I said something. Now, I'm not talking about you. Don't, don't get no attitude with me because I messed up too. I just wish I had some real folk in here that'll look at somebody and say, I messed up too. I wish I had some real church folk in here that's repented, baptized believers that ain't ashamed to say, I made some mistakes. See, y'all don't want to say that part, but I know you're like saying this part, but look at me now. Look at me now. Yeah, I made some mistakes, and I know some of you, you you got a bad habit of every time your kinfolk make one step, you're trying to pull them back too. But we need to understand that we serve a God that whatever he did for me, he can do it for you. I said in order for the family to exist in harmony, it must be formed by God's order. Take order out of family, and all you simply have is chaos. Take order out of family and chaos will take up residency in your family. Sex without a license, chaos. Mama, baby, drama, chaos. Baby, mama, drama, chaos. I wish I had some help in here. Pimp player, baby layer, chaos. Tipping and sliding, dodging and hiding, chaos. Oh, I know I'm coming down your street because you're getting quiet on me. Creeping and hiding, chaos. Babies having babies, chaos. Y'all gonna help me preach it, ain't ya? Parents exchanging their parental, parental license and leadership to try to be their child's friend, chaos. Government stripping parents of their rights to parent and beat the hell out of children when they full of hell. No. Nothing but chaos. Preach, Miles. I think I will. Darkness will dwell for a night, but light comes in the morning. Can I keep it real with you this morning? My sons used to look at my ex-wife, their mother, and they used to see how fine she looked as a young woman. She's a good looking woman now, but Lord have mercy, back in the day she was showing up drip drop looking good. And they used to say, I told them, boys, you got to keep yourself. I said, you got to keep yourself for the Lord. I said, I dated your mama three years and never put my hands on her. And I never even tried to ask her for the cookie job. And they said, daddy, how in the world did you do it? Well, I come to tell you, it's not because I'm Batman. It's not because I'm Superman. It's not because I'm Shazam. It's not because I'm the Black Panther. The only way I was able to hold on and hold out because I stayed in the light. John first seven and verse number one. John said, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with God and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins. If you want to do it right, the family way in God's sight, stay in the light. I wish I had two people to just look at somebody and tell them stay in the light. 
Can I tell y'all the story? As soon as I gave in. Oh, I wish I had some real focus. Weekly, why don't you say amen? As soon, Andrew Lyles, why don't you say amen? As soon as I gave in to her begging and her pleading. That's right, she was the one doing the begging and pleading. Look at me, you know she was begging. As soon as I stepped out of the light into the darkness, pop comes the weasel and my daughter was in in conception. I'm coming to tell you that if you want family the right way, you got to do it God's way. No wonder, no wonder John said it. We got to walk in the light. Tell somebody we got to stay in the light. I need to tell you stay in the light. Family planning comes out better when you stay in the light. God has always ordained order. Take order out of government. You have nothing but a democracy who becomes a dictatorship fueled by the evil desires of men. Take order out of community. Law enforcers become lawbreakers. That's why we got men wearing blue suits, carrying badges in the name of the law, slaughtering black men in daylight caught on camera and still get away with it. It's because order had been taken out of the community. Take order out of our schools. Sharita Lyle say amen. Take order out of our schools. They cease to be institutions of learning and become seven hours of housing projects for liars, losers, and the lost. You need order in order to have God present. Take order out of the Lord's church. Sin runs like a wild savage beast. And after sin has had her way, the Bible said, then come at death. If family is going to matter, exist, thrive, behold. If family is going to prosper and be blessed, it must have God's eternal order. Let's take a look at God's order for the world and humanity. What better portrait? I said, what better portrait? What better portrait than that of creation and the first family? When looking at the crafty and grandeur handiwork of the master architect of the universe, I could not find any matters concerning mistakes or problems with his masterful design and creation of land, creature, and humanity. If you will, Let's notice the backdrop of our text. If you will unloose the tassels of your mind and roll out the preliminary blueprints of creation in the book of Genesis, one of the five fold books of the Pentateuch, better known to the Jews as the Torah and pronounced as Bereshit in their native tongue. It is in this book whose character is designed as creation and generation because it records the beginning of all things where we find 2,369 years of history. Genesis, let me hear you say Genesis. Genesis, that was this side of the church. Let me hear y'all say Genesis. 
Genesis is divided into two principal parts. Part 1, chapters 1 through 11, gives a general history of mankind. Y'all don't mind going to school for a little bit, don't you? It gives two uh, general principles, a general history of mankind down to the time of, of the dispensation of the Tower of Babel. But then in chapters 12 through 50, the second part presents the early history of Israel down to the death and burial of Joseph. There are five principal persons highlighted in the mark of, uh, it, it highlighted by the mark of the scribe in this book called Genesis. Number one, there's Adam, chapters one through three. Number two, then Noah is highlighted, chapters four through nine. Then Abraham, chapter 10 through 25. Then Isaac, chapter 25, verse 19 through chapter 35, verse 29. Then Jacob comes into the light in chapters 36 through 50. Moses, the author of Genesis, even includes several prophecies concerning Christ. But today, I want to just consider, as I close the first part of Genesis, this work and creation design process, this example of godly order, which God himself gives us. I just said this as I preached through a series in Ephesians chapter 5. I just said this on Wednesday night. Your mama and daddy might have had a good marriage. Your mama and daddy may have been together for 60 years. But I come to tell you that your mama and daddy is not the example for divine marriage. I wish I had some help here. Because you ain't your mama and he ain't your daddy. And you need to understand that things change. People change. But how many of you know that the word of God, it stands forever. We need to understand that it is God himself who gives us the divine order for the family. I said that there were no matters or problems found in creation. Fact check me if you want. Chapter 1 verse 3 through 5 was the first day. God created light, giving us day and night. Chapter 1 verse 6 through 8 was the second day. He God created space and water. Chapter 1, verse 9 through 13, third day. God created plant life, dry land and the sea, and he said that it was good. Chapter 1, verse 14 through 19, comes the fourth day. God created, I like saying God created. God created sun, moon, and stars, and he said it was good. Chapter 1, verse 20 through 23, comes the fifth day. God, I wish I had two people that say God created. God created the fish and the fowl and the great whale, and he looked upon it, and he said it was good. Chapter 1, verse 24 through 31, chapter 2, verse 7 through 20, up pops the sixth day, and God created 
animals uh, and man. Uh, but when he looked around and he saw man, uh, he didn't just say uh, that it was good, uh, but he said it was very good. Uh, that ought to make you shout in here. Uh, some of y'all done lost y'all shout uh, because even though you were created in his image, uh, you don't act like God. You don't talk like God. You don't walk like God. You don't treat people like God. You don't love like God. You don't forgive like God. You don't get, I wish I had some help. You don't give like God. But when you try to live like God, when you try to love like God, when you try to forgive like God, when you read stuff like this, there got to be some moving in your head. There got to be some clapping in your head, some patting in your toe. And every, every now and again, there's a shout come out of your body from way down on the inside something that God did for you you remember how he was with you even in the valley of the shadow of death you remember how he was with you when you were out in the street Tom Catner chasing the pussycat you I wish I had some help you remember when you were running around sleeping with Ricky Bobby and Mike but God was good and he brought you out I wish I had some true worshipers in here God is more than able but you gotta do it his way Ooh, help me Jesus it is here it is here in this section of the blueprints that I want to rest my magnifying glass for just a few moments. It was on the sixth day that God set in motion this will of humanity and the pattern or order for every successful family. You can go on out there and marry your knucklehead. And I don't care if he give you 15 children. If you don't do it God's way, it's not a successful family. In, in elementary terms, we find the do's and the don'ts as it relates to godly order for the family. Now notice on day six, two things. Two creatures were created. Chapter 1, verse 24 through 31, for those who have been good students and taken notes. The brute creatures. The brute creatures. Let me hear you say brute creatures. Okay, that was five people. Y'all should know me by now. I was born and raised in Chicago, two hours away, 41 years. And I've been here a year and four months. Y'all should know I'm a country preacher. Call and response. When I call on you, I'm not talking to your neighbor. I'm talking to you. Let me hear you say brute creature. There were two creatures. There were the brute creatures. The cattle. The beasts. I know you thought I was talking about your last boyfriend, but I wasn't. The cattle. The beast. And the creepy crawlers. But then there was the blessed creature. Let me hear you say blessed creature. That was the blessed creature called man. Adam. Let me hear you say Adam. In America we say Adam. But the true pronunciation is Adam. 
Point number one, I want you to see the man of God. And I ain't talking about the preacher. I'm talking about the man that God created, intended in his image and his likeness. Adam refers to generic man as the image of God. Watch this now. Watch this now. I'm trying to remind you who you are so you can stop acting like them. Y'all know them. Okay, y'all don't know them. Y'all know Nim. Ray Ray Nim. <laughs> it refers to the generic man. Oh, my time is gone. Uh, it refers to the generic man as the image of God. I like this far, Jay. It refers to the crown of his creation. Y'all oh, missed it. Sister girl, y'all missed it. You don't supposed to be looking for the lowest scoun booger who reflects the ground of his image. It refers to the crown of his creation. Watch this. Distinct. Distinct, Hollis, from all other creation. God created human beings, Adam and Eve, by a special, immediate act in his own image. So here we have the first image of the first member of the first family. Let me say that again. We have here the first image of the first member of the first family. See, we have adopted and we say that the preacher and his family is the first family. And it's already enough with that because so much jealousy comes out of that. But what you should understand is not the preacher and his family who's the first family. Yes, they deserve their respect. Yes, they deserve their honor. But what we need to realize is that every baptized, repentant believer in the body of Christ are people of the first family. And you remember what mama used to say to you when you got ready to leave the house. What daddy used to say to you. You better act like who you are. You better remember who you are. You better remember you were my name. Let me find out you cutting up and I'm going to deal with you where I find you. In the church, in the spiritual realm, we need to remember who's we. Oh. Oh, I'm not going to finish this. In our families, in our families, in this mundane world that we live in, have a chance to stand if they're going to have a chance to stand the test of time and to deal with the matters of the family and the matters and challenges that family life bring. Listen to me, church. I'm not going to get too far, but listen to this. The man of the family will have to be designed and created by God. 
Listen to me, church. Please listen to me. Listen to me. I know you got your way of thinking. And I know you've had your fun through the years. But I come to tell you that if you're going to face God in peace and answer for your family before the mighty God, the creator of all mankind, you're going to have to be in God's way and in the design for God as the man of God and the man of your family. Some of you, your boo might not be here this morning. Your chocolate drop of vanilla swirl, whatever your flavor is, might not be here, but you ought to be taking notes so you can help him to be the man that God wants him to be. If the family is going to be able to face the crisis of life, not only must he be designed and created by God, he will have to appear as the crown of God's creation. Not only will he have to appear as the crown of God creation, but he would have to distinctly, is, has distinctly different, he has to understand that he's distinctly different from the rest of all of God's creation. Note this as I head to my seat. Daddy, father, husband, brother, ain't got no business acting like the brute creature. some of y'all want me to sit down and I'm going to sit down but I said daddy father husband or brother ain't got no business acting like the lower creature come on and talk back to me church you know I ain't lying there are some men who think they are like the lower creatures they think they Jarrell are like the uh, 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 lower Brute creature. Uh, some men think they are like bulls. Always looking low. <laughs> bullying other folk around. Some men act like snakes. Always slithering around. <laughs> seeing who they can bite. <laughs> Say amen when you can. <laughs> I ain't talking about what you are now. I'm talking about what you used to be. <laughs> some men are like spiders. <laughs> Always creeping around in the dark. Some men are like skunks. Always stirring up stink. Some men are like giraffes. Always, I know I'm on your street because you getting quiet. Some men are like giraffes. Always got their head in somebody else's backyard. Some men are like mules, especially in the church, stubborn, holding up business meetings with your wishes, wants, and ideas. Some men are like dogs. I said, some men are like dogs. Some men are like dogs, always chasing the pussycat. Oh, yes, man was created as the higher creature, the crown of God's creation, the blessed creature. Blessed because he was made in the image and likeness of God. The word image comes from the Hebrew word teslum, from a word, unused root word, which means to shade. It means a phantom. It's an illusion or resemblance, hence a representative or representative figure of that which it is made of, therefore suggesting that man would appear 
to look like God. The word likeness come from the Hebrew word demuth. Let me hear you say demuth. And it comes from the word uh, uh, demar, which also means resemblance. Uh, concretely, it refers uh, to model or shape. Uh, the adverb like refers to fashion uh, or likeness as uh, manner or similitude. Uh, therefore, suggesting uh, that man would like God. So in his image, he looks like God. And in his action, he acts like God. So with God or with God's creation, with God's image, man appears to look like God. With God likeness, man appears to act like God. So now we have man. I said now we have man. I said we have man. And that is a rich inheritance uh, in the image of God uh, for the first creature member of the family uh, he's good looking uh, because he's fashioned and designed uh, and made by God uh, he's educated and blessed uh, because he's made ready by God uh, He's a, he does a good job uh, because God made him the CEO uh, of all creation uh, and he owns his own crib uh, because God put him uh, in a place where there were many acres. Genesis 2 verse 8 through 15. So notice now as I go to my seat notice that after God created everything before man he said it was good but now after God created a man who was rich in heritage, good looking in form, created by God, had a good job owned his own house. The Bible said in Genesis 1:31 that it was very good. You see a word to my young sisters. Can I drop a word to my young sisters before I go to my seat? I come to tell you, you better not settle for a pair of pants leg, a limp spine, a big belly, whose occupation is the keeper of the couch in the fields of the potatoes. No, no, no. You don't settle. I wish I had some help. I'm trying to close. You don't settle for a soap opera watching a two-day same underwear wearing a no good no good mister no 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 don't you set up for a nintendo plan xbox plan ps3 plan a Wii plan a psp plan an xbox 360 plan a t-shirt short wearing uncombed hair waiting on your check when you don't set up for a lower man you want somebody who looks like God. You want somebody who talks like God. You want somebody who walks like God. You want somebody who forgives like God. You want somebody who loves God. You want somebody who loves the word, who loves the church. You want, I wish I had some help. I'm trying to close. You want somebody who you don't have to ask where he's going on Sunday morning because you know he's on his way to house of the Lord. You don't want to marry somebody
somebody who have to make up his mind if he come in the Bible class because he's in the image of God and in his likeness. He likes the word. He likes church. He likes singing. He likes praying. He likes giving. He likes communion. He likes fellowship. He likes preaching. He likes teaching. Now this one in my script, you know why I know it? Because I'm living in the image and likeness of God. And I'll tell you another thing to my brothers, because I'm done. To my brothers, you don't want no roundaway girl. Oh, Jesus. Now, brothers, those women was just doing all this shouting. And now I'm trying to help you, and you just sitting there looking. You don't want no silly Sally Salsa. Somebody said he done ran out. Now he up here preaching about nursery rhymes. That's because you don't know your Bible. I got Bible for that. The apostle warns of those who come in under the cover, the cover of disguise. Who lead away silly women laden with sin. Oh, I'm in my Bible. Don't you ever doubt me. I know the book. If you're here today. It's decision time. I said it's decision time. Let me tell you something. There are folk dying who ain't never died before. Some of y'all get that on the way home. That's right. Somebody know where I got it from. Jewel Hutton, he'll tell you. All I'm trying to tell you is that death don't have a number. Death does not operate according to your schedule. My baby boy, David, he he works for Kia. And they build cars. And at their plant there in Montgomery, well, right outside of Montgomery, the Kia plant is there. He's in there working. They had a guy who brought a load of bumpers in to be assembled on the cars. And of course you know truck drivers, those of you who drive truck brothers like you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you gotta wait for them to unload your load. And he pulled up and they noticed that he didn't pull all the way back to the dock how he normally does. And so he had to wait till they got to him about four hours came to the cab of the truck. He was laid back. Dead. The Bible says that you might be on the rooftop of the house. One will be taken and the other left. We don't know where death is. And we ought not to get so comfortable because God has given us grace for such a long time. And if you're waiting until you think you're perfect, you ain't going to ever. 
Because, see, if you wait till you think you're perfect and then you get in your mind that you're perfect and you get in your mind that you're ready to be perfect and you get in your mind, okay, now I can become saved because I done got myself together, you really messed up. Because, see, those of us who are mature in the word who have surrendered our lives to the Lord already know that it's an everyday process. If you can get yourself together and stop doing all of this and stop doing all of that and stop doing all of this, you don't need God. You may have come here today. You may not come here thinking I'm going to get baptized. But the Bible says, when you hear the word, harden not your heart. For today is the day of salvation. If you need to be saved today, tomorrow is not promised. The Bible says, what is your life but a vapor that appeareth for just a short time and then vanisheth away? I want to plead with you today. The water is ready, nice and warm. There's private dressing rooms that have been prepared. Clothes have been washed and sanitized, waiting just for you. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 15, verse 7 and 10, that the angels in heaven are waiting to rejoice over one soul that repents, the 99 just whom he so repents. Don't you want to go home with the assurity that you now rest, walk, live in the grace of God? See, the insurance package is, uh, Brother Terry, the insurance package is that once we're in Christ, when we do stumble, when we do fall, when we do make mistakes, the grace of God is like the safety net that keeps us in his care. Because what God has already done, Jesus, when he died, he died for our past sins. He died for our present sins. And he also died for the sins you haven't even committed yet. That's the security of being baptized into Christ. Galatians 3.27, Jesus says, For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, through the Apostle Paul pen, have put on Christ. So in order to be in Christ, you have to be baptized. And the Bible said, Revelations 2 and 10, If you live faithful unto death, you receive a crown of life that shall never fade away. Now hear what you need to do. We're going to stand in just a few moments. And we're going to sing a song called the Invitation Song. And if you need to come to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to come down and sit on this front pew. When the time comes, I'm going to ask you one question. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And the reason I have to ask you that question, because Jesus declares in Matthew 10, 32 and 33, that we must confess him before man. And if you answer yes, we're going to baptize you today for the remission of your sins. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 41 and 47, that the Lord himself will add you to the church. Revelations 2 and 10, John says, if you live faithful unto death, you'll receive a crown of life. That shall never fade away. If you need prayer, it's prayer time. Come sit here. We're going to give you a prayer request form, and we're going to pray with you today. Right now, as we stand and as we sing, will you come to Jesus? Will you come? Please don't wait. Tomorrow is not promised. Will you come?